order. He'll let you know what it is, but you've got to care enough to know, I want to know, I don't want to just skip over that. You know, I don't want to just say, uh, okay. I want, see, I'm, the girls, are, I, like, I need to understand. As long as I can understand it, I'm fine with it. Somebody does something wrong, something bad, I, you know, it's bad, but I want to know why. Why'd you do it? And if you explain to me why, even though it's a craziness, at least I get, understand where you're coming from, I'm, I, you know, it, it helps me. But when I can't understand something, Tony, like things that are going on in the world right now, like I just, it, it boggles your mind, but when you can understand it. So I want to just talk to you about one, one thing tonight, and I want you to look in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Don't ask me how. I so in First Corinthians chapter 13, it's known as the love chapter, right? But in all reality, it doesn't say love, it says charity. Now, charity and love are, you know, kind of synonymous, they're involved in like that, but they're not exactly the same. There's more to it than meets the eye, okay? Did you ever hear that? There's way more to it. So love, we can kind of, you know, figure out what love is. But charity is complex. It's very, very complex. And it's very deep. It's a way deeper than you think. Like, what is it? Like, exactly what is it? Because it's, it's vague and it's something hard to know. Kind of like we were talking about today when Lisa was all excited and saying about this. And when Tony was saying about learning. You've got to be mature enough to get deep enough to, ah, oh, I think I got it now. And when you think you got it, you've touched the hem of the garment. There's so much more to get. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I want you to look with me, if you would, please, in that chapter. In the chapter 12, I just want you to look in, in uh, verse 13, 13, 13. And we'll go back to this at the end. It says, and now abideth faith. Now, faith is good. Someone say amen. amen. Faith is awesome, right? Hope, hope is fantastic. And it says in charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. So, I, you know, it's the greatest of all the things in the Bible. It's the greatest of all the teachings of Christianity. It's the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. Jesus even said it. We're going to look at some verses. Amen. And then try to see if we can get something like, what is it that I can, you know, do it? Let me ask you something. Isn't God's commandment to love God? Amen. With what? All your heart. But can, does it mean, hold on. Right. But just because you heard the verse, does that mean you do it? Okay. So aren't we supposed to love one another? Amen. But just because you heard it, does that mean we do it? No. So there's a whole lot to hearing, understanding, getting it in there, and being able to apply it to our lives. So charity is very, very deep. And I, I just want to say this, that, that with God, the things that get deep, they get complex. Okay? But the deeper we go... Like in this complexity, the deeper we go, the more simpler they become to us. The thoughts and the intents are examined, which is deep. Like when you, when you have to look, why did I do that? Why, why am I like that? Why do I think these things? Why is my mind like this when I don't want my mind to be like that? Why am I this kind of person when I don't want to be that kind of person? You have to look deep inside of you. And you, the more, deeper you look, the complex it is. It's very complex. Same thing with the Word of God. It's, it's deep, and you've got to look deeper. And the deeper you get, you realize, wow, this is not as simple as I thought. This is pretty complex. There's a lot going on in here. Amen? There's a lot going on in here. And there's a whole lot going on in everyone else's, too. So how can, the Bible says, who can know the, the mind of the Lord? Amen? But anyway, so, so it, like charity, 
in this chapter, it seems simple, but it really is complex. And then it seems sometimes a little more complex than we think. Like in James, we have faith and works and how they combine together to make a living, real action faith. Because we all said, by grace we saved through faith, so we just need faith. And then you read in James, he said, faith without works, it's dead. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought it was not worse. So, you know what I mean? How it's, uh, it, there's more to it, is what I'm trying to say. So each, each one on its own doesn't please God. Like, works doesn't please God, and just faith doesn't please God. You understand what I'm saying? But real faith that, it, that produces real works does please God. Because it's like, you know, Lisa was saying, it's not about doing what you're doing. It's about the intent of your heart that's what pleases God and getting there it's kind of complex it's hard to get there sometimes but together like the faith and the works thing they're perfected and that's what charity charity is deeper than any than just a heart issue and though I do it says in this chapter and we'll look at it he says though I do all things and have not charity I'm nothing Apostle Paul says we're going to read it at the end but Apostle Paul says though I can Move mountains with faith. But if I don't have charity, I'm nothing. So think about that. Nothing. So charity out of a pure heart is needed. And the heart of man is very deep, and the Bible calls it unsearchable. And, but when we do search, we do find something. And when we find something, we find reason. And reason is very good because reason is something that each man needs to be able to reason in their heart the good and the evil. Reason in their heart why they do something. Reason in their heart why they will do something. And then reasons. You find out reasons all the time. And love. You find out the reason when it's all said and done. It should be out of love. The simplicity of it all when you, you get it complex and you find out that really it's all about love. And, and it is truly about love. And love, it, it, it makes it perfect. And anything that's done out of a pure heart in love, God says it's perfect. And so therefore we need to like think about that. And love should be at the ultimate reason we do something. Like why would I do that if I don't want to? Well, because I love God with all my heart. But I don't want to do it. I understand that. Nobody wants to do it. You never wanted to do it. But God wants you to do it. And you're like, do you love him? And that's what ultimately, you can't be made to love God. And you can't be made to love somebody. It's, you either have it or you don't. You either want it or you don't. And that's where we all have to come to the complexity of what, who we really are. Are we really a person that loves God or at least wants to love God with all of our hearts? You know, faith, works, charity, the, uh, from God uh, through Christ, these things, faith, works, and charity, that changes us. It changes our thinking. It changes our motives. And that's why it is answered simply love. Because love, I love God because he first loved me, right? And that's what the Bible says. So God so loved that he what? He gave. So we so love, so we give. And we do, and we believe, and we feel, and we act. Because love is the perfection of works and faith together. But then there's after love, it's charity. So there's, there's a way to go. So I want to read, read some verses about charity. And hopefully it, you, you just look deeper about it. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know if any of us really have it. What is it? 
And, and I just want you to start reading, if you would. Well, I just wanted to say that I was always taught that charity was love in action. It's more than that. Well, I'm sure it's more, but I think it's... I it heard makes, all those things too. Right, but it makes sense if you think you're, there's an action to your love instead of just there's always action saying love. I love. Action, uh, love is not just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Love is who you are, what you have. And if you have something, you, it's always shown out, outward given, right? And, and when you think about charity, and hopefully after these verses, we're never going to get deep into it, we don't have time, but I want you to think about it and let it settle in and let it get down deep and, and what charity really is. Go ahead, Tim. And Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy, thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as, thy, as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. There is no other great commandment greater than these. That's what Jesus said. Our Lord and Savior, God who we follow, just told us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. I love your neighbor. There's no greater commandment than these. Yet we, we pass by, if ask me, we bypass this every day. We're like, you know, I need to know this and I need to know that. And God's like, what, what about the very greatest commandment? Do you love me with all your heart? Will you, you know what I mean? It's like we just got to let that sink in because there's no greater commandment than loving God and loving people with all our hearts. Next verse, please. Um, Galatians 5, 13 and 14. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. For all the law and everything is fulfilled in one word. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Think about that. The greatest commandment is this. All the law and everything is fulfilled in one. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think we even think about it. Because I'll tell you what. What I see is people have some love for some people and not that much love for other people. I have more love for my children than I do your children. I have more love for my friends than I have for your friends. It's kind of like human, human nature, right? But that's not what God said. How do we get there? How do I get to be what he just said in two verses? How do I really love people the same all the time? I'll be honest with you. It's going to take some doing by God. And it's going to take a change in my heart. I need a real change. Anyone else need a change in their heart? Ed, you need any change going on? Richard, you need any change going on in your heart? Yeah, amen. And that's really the first thing they say, you know, when you have a drug problem is you have to, what is it, admit or, um, yeah, you have to admit it. And therefore, knowing you have a problem, you have to start to now start to seek the answer to that problem. Can I get an amen? Now, if you learn it and, you, and God reveals it to you and you do nothing, That's on you. Amen? All right, next verse, please. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. What? The bond of perfectness? Above all these things. Do you see the the rhythm that ever, the greatest, the the perfect, perfection of all the, you know, there's nothing greater. And she said, and, and he said that, 
Uh, um, what, well, how did it go? The bond of... What, uh, read it again. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. That's right. Above all these things, put on charity. So that means a charity is laid aside somewhere, right? A charity is, is, a, is something that we don't naturally have. You know what I mean? And, but I know that I really, really, really need it. And so therefore I need to go and get it, and I need to put it on. Because it's the charity that I'm putting on that is going to be that love in action. And so therefore charity is very deep. It's something that we need to, to manifest in our lives. And I believe it only comes from the Holy Spirit of God. If you, next verse, please. This verse is a great verse. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good con- conscience and of faith unfeigned. Now the end of the commandments, <laughs> the end of them all is charity out of a pure heart. And that's where I, we can't even practice charity if our hearts aren't pure. How many of us honestly could say, I have a pure heart? I, so we, we need to work on that. Because if we want to get charity and put it on, and we want the, to have perfection, what God says is perfection, we need to go after it. Can I get an amen? It's kind of like, just say you need something at the store. Well, it just doesn't appear. I mean, I'm not talking about Amazon delivering it to your front door. But you've got you to gotta get up, you've got to get dressed, you've got to put the clothes on, you've got to get in the car, you've got to start the car up, you've got to drive to that to that place, you got to park your car, you got to get out your car, you got to get out of the store, you got to go get them, you got to go actually get it, purchase it, and then you still don't have it, you got to bring it home. So there's a lot of little steps. Amen? There's a lot of little steps to getting it. So I want you to realize that. So when you says the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience and faith on fame. So we, we think about our conscience right today. Just think about it, please. How pure is our heart? And our heart gets unpure by evil thoughts. That's what Jesus said, evil thoughts. And what is an evil thought? An evil thought means just not a good thought, correct? doesn't mean I want to kill that person. It means not a good thought. So we got we to gotta renew our minds, right? Amen. And how do we do that? How do I get a pure heart? I, led, I led, had the great opportunity of leading my wife's mom and dad to the Lord. Because they had a, a plaque in a heart shape and it had the verse, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. And at the time, her oldest sister was dying of cancer, lung cancer. And everyone knew she didn't have much time and went to their house and I read that plaque and it said, and I asked them, I said, are you praying? They said, yeah. I said, you, you know, do you believe in God? And they said, yeah. And I said, no. And I said, do you have a pure heart? And they went, huh? I said, well, the plaque right there says, uh, blessed are the pure in heart. I said, how, can you, how do you think your prayers are getting through for your daughter? How do you think God's pleased with your, if your heart's not pure? And the only way you can get your heart pure is through Christ Jesus. Amen? And, rece- and they prayed and got, and got saved there, through that one verse. But the, a pure heart is something that we need to work on, isn't it? Isn't it, Ed? And, and, and so how can we have charity if we can't even get to the pure heart parts? All right, amen? So we get some work to do, is what I want to say. Please read the next verse. Amen. 
Do you have the microphone up? Yeah, but it's being recorded. No one will hear you. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Please listen. He that loveth not does not know God. Why? For God is love. You can't know God, have God, and not have love for others, for, for the lost. Now, you can't just say, I love my family. That's it. I love my own children, that's it. I love the people in the church, that's it. But you really don't, because you really don't act it. They get under your skin, you don't forgive. But we're supposed to love everyone. Amen. Not with a feeling of love, but with an agape love, a God's love, that you look on them and you have pity on them and you feel something that they have a need, they're lost, The devil has them. They're going to go to hell and burn forever and ever. And I know the answer, but I don't care. Charity is caring enough about everyone because charity does not, and we'll read it in a minute, it does not vaunt itself. It is humble. It says everyone needs God. Everyone's having a problem. Everyone's in trouble. Everyone needs the love of Christ in their heart. Everyone. The murder on death row needs it. You know why? Because that's why God, He is full of charity. And He's so charitable, He gave us His only begotten Son. It says that, that in this, in the love, was manifest the love of God towards us because God, that God sent His only begotten Son in the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. Not, herein is love. Not that we love God. Herein is love. Not that we love God with all our heart, souls, mind, and soul. But He loves us. That's the key to finding the way to be, have charity is realizing what Jesus did on the cross. Realizing God's own Son was beaten so bad, spit in the face, punched in the face, Carolina thorns beat into his head, ripped his beard out, his eyeball ripped out. They caught his mother. Na- I mean, do you realize what he suffered? What he felt all for you? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And for everybody. Studying, I don't know if it was yesterday. I got a message that I, gonna, I don't know when I'm going to preach it. But it really hit, landed on me. And it says that people are past feeling. Church people, they're past feeling. They, they just don't have the feelings in them. And I thought, like, when we have church on Sunday, this Sunday we're having the Lord's Supper because it's the first Sunday. And we're going to have communion. And at communion, sometimes it really lands and I get tear in my eye thinking about Jesus. But sometimes I don't. And most times, nobody does. They just, it's communion, let's take communion. But I want my heart to feel it. I want my heart to understand what Jesus did for me and let that suffering and that death on the cross change me. 
move me. And he did all that for me, Ed, because it's real. And that's what the gospel does. The gospel will change your heart because, not that I love God, but that he loved me. And he gave me a son, his own son. And his son was tortured and beaten for me. And that ought to do something, amen? amen? And that's where it starts. Not that we love God, but he loves us through the gospel. Next verse, please. Romans 14, 15. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat, for whom Christ died. Read it again, Joe, please. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat, for whom Christ died. If your brother is offended or hurt because of something you're doing, but what you're doing is not wrong, but yet they're hurt from it or offended by it, just tell them how wrong they are. Just tell them and say, listen, man, you need to get, get with it. It's not, you know. He said, no. What real charity is, is just don't do it for their sake. Don't offend somebody, even though what you're doing is okay. Because someone, but man, how many people do you know do that? Now they're going to do what they want to do. And the other person has to catch up to them. Instead of transcending down to them and going down to them and their level and be with them, for them, that's charity. See, that's charity. Having, caring more about what someone else might think or someone might feel more than you. And that's the problem with Christians today, all of us, is it's all, it's all about us. You know it, I know it. It's all about how I feel, what life's giving me, what, you know what I mean? It's all about me and my own little life. And God says you can never have real charity until you realize it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with everyone else. And the truth matter is, I believe that God would give us so much more if we started to, to give out more. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about just charity. See, charity we think of is giving someone a meal and a box, giving someone a lunch. To me, that's not charity. Charity is so much more than that. Let's read the next verse, please. First Peter 4, 8. Okay. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Amen. See, charity covers everything. Because what are you doing? It has nothing to do with the doctrinal statements. It has not, what is the com- greatest commandment? Love God and love one another. And, I, and I, I don't know if I can rightfully explain it. But for us to look at these verses, and there's so many more, and see what charity is, and it's the greatest of all the commandments, and it's what we're all supposed to be perfected to, right? So we're supposed to be on our way to be perfect and have charity. How can we have charity and have hatred to someone? How can we have charity and not, and just let's get, make it simple. What is the greatest thing you could ever do for anyone in the earth? Yes. Let them, give them the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can be saved. And we don't even really think about it much. Because we're too consumed with our own lives and how trouble we have and I have a headache and I'm tired and I'm depressed and I don't feel good. It's all about us. 
And how can we really have charity when it's all about us? Was it all about God and his son? No. Look, what did God do? He emptied himself just for the whole world. And the world that he emptied it for was wicked. The, earth, the world that he gave his son for was evil. The world that he gave his son for was hateful and, and not good. We have a lot of work to do. Next verse, please. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Keep going. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Keep going. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot afar off, cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Stop. If you do these things, you shall never fall. I just want to realize that what he says here about, um, according to his divine power, his power, right? Divine. He has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us unto his glory and virtue. It says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, the word of God, listen to this, that you might be partakers of the divine nature. It is possible for us to have charity, Christian charity. It is possible for us to to be perfected and perfect in the eyes of God in our hearts if we would just learn to love, have a pure heart, to realize that we have a need, that we're, our hearts aren't pure, and start to work on a pure heart, renewing your mind, getting in, you know, uh, uh, confessing your sins, letting the blood of Christ forgive us, amen? Realizing you are forgiven and move forward, letting guilt and shame not, not hold you back, but realize that when you ask God to forgive you, you have faith that you are forgiven. Now move on. Let it go. Let it go. And move on. And then those bonds of, of oldness can be put away and you can put on the new you and you can start to walk a new life and you can start to have joy and you start to have love and peace and share that joy. Give that peace out. Starting to, to, to shout about Jesus, sing about the Lord, letting people see the love of Christ in you. And the more and more, that's why he said, he says, add to your faith. We're all here tonight. We all have faith. But he says we need to add to it. That's why it's a progression. It's deep. He says, add to it virtue. Virtue is inner strength. Virtue is having a moral code and living by it, and it gives you strength. (laughs) I'm not so much interested in in a young Christian of what he is not going to do. I, I, I want to I know what you will never do. What do I mean by that? I told you this before. When I was, before I got saved, I had a moral code. I would not date a woman that had a boyfriend. I just wouldn't do it. And, and I was lost 
drunk, high, and I still wouldn't do it because that's what was a moral code inside of me when I was lost. Then I got saved and more morals came up. So what is your moral code that you just, I will not do that. See, that gives you strength. That's virtue. Might be little, but it's virtue. And you let that get stronger and stronger. Add to your faith virtue. All right, what is it that you won't? I will never do that. I will never. You know what happens when you say you'll never do that? And you don't really mean it? You end up doing it. But when you mean it and it's in your heart, I will not do that. Peter said, I'll never deny you. Jesus said, really, Pete? Tonight you're going to deny you even know me three times. You know, so it's like, don't say, I'll never do this. It's got to be in you, a moral code. So whatever, what do you have right now that you, I, I would, that's crossing the line. I wouldn't do that. And, and work on that. Like, use that as your strength to go to the next level and to the next level. Next one, it says, it says, add to your virtue knowledge. The more you learn, the more you know about God, the stronger you get. And then the, when you have knowledge, now you have temperance. You can keep yourself temperate because I know that now. I know why that person's acting like that. I know why road rage happens. I'm not going to let it happen to me. I know why this happens. I know why that happens. I know why people, you know, use me. I know why people abuse me. I know why people rob from me. You know what I mean? Because of, because of that knowledge, now I'm able to have temperance. And in that temperance, it, says, it gives you patience, doesn't it? Now you have patience now. Well, how did I get patience? You got to add little, a little here. And then after you have patience, it says patience leads to godliness. But godliness isn't the end. Godliness isn't the, the top mark. The top mark after godliness is brotherly kindness. I thought of this today. I was praying. I want people to be kind. I want my wife to be kind to me, and I want to be kind to her. I want to be kind to my children. I want them to be kind to me. Why can't we be just kind? Brotherly kindness to one another. You know what kindness comes from? You can't really be kind to others because you'll be kind to them to a point. As soon as they get on your nerves, you're not kind to them no more. As soon as they bother you, that's it. Kindness is done. I tried kindness, didn't work. You see, that, that means you had no patience. That means you lost your temperance, you know? And so therefore, we got a lot of work to do. And, and then it says, after brotherly kindness is the end of all ends, charity. You have godly, agape morals and love inside of your heart. Things don't bother you. And you realize that other people do things because, you know, if a five-year-old comes up to you and, and calls you a name, you dummy head, you're ugly. You don't smack him and get angry. Like, what are you, you six and he's five? You like, what if he comes swinging at you, a little five-year-old? You put your hand on his forehead and you just watch him swing. You don't get mad and I'm clocking this kid. You know what I mean? And that's what most people are, they're five-year-olds. They act and react because they don't have, you know, moral code. They don't know what they're doing. They're nuts. Can I get an amen? Amen. We're supposed to realize they're just children and not react that way and have compassion on them because they don't know what they're doing. Didn't Jesus on the cross say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I'm going to finish with this. He says, if these things be in you and they abound, you'll never be unfruitful and you'll never fall. Let's finish right now. I'm sorry I'm so long. I hope you're not bothered. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
we'll read it and we're done because of time. But I want you to, to think about it and go back and look at it. Chapter 13, you there? Apostle Paul says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, say it with me, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods, see, that's what people think charity is. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, they think that's charity. He says, and though I give my body to be burned, they think that's charity. And have not charity, it profits me nothing. So it tells you that giving people stuff is not charity. Charity suffers long, and it's kind. Charity envies not. Charity vaunts not itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not her own. It's not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. Bear all things. Believe all things. Hope all things. Endure all things. Charity never fails. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. I want to be known as I really am. I may think myself one thing. I may want you to think one thing of me. I want somebody to think of me. But I want to be known as I really am known. Because if I really am a man of charity, I really am a man that loves God with all his heart, I want to be known as that. And last but and least, not least. And now bideth faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Thank you for being here tonight and standing through it. I hope and pray it wasn't too long. But it'll give you a lot to think about. There's a lot of steps there. There's a lot of growth there. There's a lot of things we need to, to work on. Amen? And um, as we spoke of before, it comes with your heart. You know, just realize, and I believe that it all starts with the gospel of Jesus Christ. What, it's not that God, I love God, but that He loves me. How do I know He loved me? He gave me His only begotten Son. And Jesus suffered a horrible death. Whipped, beat, torn, ripped apart, nailed to a cross, crucified. Horrible. And He did it for me. That's not only agape love but that's charity. Why did he do that? Because he knew that I needed him. He knew that I needed salvation. He knew that I needed forgiveness. And that's what people need. They need your forgiveness. They need your kindness. They need your love. They need Jesus. So I think that's where we could start this week, just thinking about these things. Let them sink in. Amen? Amen. Brother Joe, would you please close us in a word of prayer?